This podcast is intended for advisors and staff at the cooperators. The views and opinions expressed are those of the subjects and do not necessarily reflect the official position of the cooperators. You are listening to an Advisor Network podcast where your fellow advisors share tips, stories, and lessons learned. You know, advisors didn't have enough time in the day to do everything before they found themselves knee-deep in a global pandemic. So how do you make sure you see your glass as half full and not half empty? In this series of podcasts, we're going to talk to four advisors who stand out because their attitude is everything. I'd like to introduce Jeremy August, who runs a busy agency in Whitehorse, Yukon. Jeremy, you're from Calgary. Originally, yeah. Originally, born and raised. You decide to move to Whitehorse. To put that into perspective for our listeners, that's about a 25-hour drive straight north. What was the reaction of your friends and family? Well, I'll, I'll take your word for it on the drive. I've only ever flown the trip from Calgary to Whitehorse, but um, it, it was a mixed bag. It was, it was a little bit of shock. It was excitement in some cases. Um, kind of funny how it worked out. I was a, an advisor in Calgary, had been there for a few years, and um, I got an email one day that changed everything. The, the subject line of the email was Whitehorse Retirement Announcement, and I, I was actually in a golf cart at the time when I saw this. And before I even opened the email, I knew in my bones that I was being called to the Yukon. I, I knew the agency had always been successful and uh, my wife's brother's from, from Yukon, so I immediately put the family connection together. And uh, for the next two hours, all I could think about was get me off this course so I could go talk to my wife and uh, make a couple of phone calls. So you arrive in Whitehorse. What were your first impressions? You know, as, as soon as I landed here, um, Right away, I mean, it's they call it the spell of the Yukon for a reason. Um, it is an amazing place to live and work. Like I said, I, I knew what a business opportunity was up here with the agency. For years, I'd go to Congress and I'd watch the past agent go up and accept awards. And I, I knew there was something happening here. And uh, my wife and I, we flew up and we took a look around and obviously spent some time with, with our family. And as soon as we landed, we just knew it was a perfect fit. And uh, so both from a personal level and a professional level, uh, the moment I met a few of our, our team members here, that, that first trip up, uh, I knew I was in the right place. To be honest, I think most people don't know a lot about Whitehorse. What makes this city unique? You know, it's a good question. Uh, to me, it's one of the most beautiful places on earth. And one of the things we have going for us, not a lot of people end up in the Yukon by accident. So what I've found over the last five years, a lot of people who are here are in a similar boat, younger professionals, young families, they're all here by choice. And as a result, it's a really good vibe up here. It's, it's a, the town is hustling. Uh, the average group of friends, whether it be my, my you know, parents at, at my kids' hockey team or the school, um, we're all on a path that we're excited about and it's contagious and it's, it's refreshing to live and work in an environment like that. So you're not only the new guy in town, you're the new guy in the office too. How was that first day? I still remember sitting at the Starbucks on Main Street, having a coffee by myself about 15, 20 minutes before the office was due to open and just had a real moment where the, the gravity of the situation had set in. I, I had a successful office in Calgary, had, had managed some region builders years there, and there was just something about this opportunity that was calling my name. 
And um, so for sure, you know, before I walked through the doors that, that first morning, the heart rate was up a little bit. But I got to tell you, the, the people in this office, my team, I cannot say enough about them. Um, and right from day one, I knew I won the lottery. I knew right away that I would jump into a foxhole with this group anytime. And it's continued on since that for the past five and a half years. What makes a good team, Jeremy? What is it about this group that makes you so proud? What I've always been most proud of with our group, and I'm sure a lot of advisors would feel the same way, no matter what the task, no matter how things change in our industry, uh, in our company specifically, right away, we'd quickly adapt. And whatever the challenge is, whatever the new direction is, we figure it out and we run with it. And, and this team, we just work and work and adapt until we get the job done. I mean, this year in particular, like you, you got to admit, 2020 has been a worthy opponent. It's, it's something that not a lot of us have seen over the years. It's kind of unprecedented. And the way my team has adapted and worked through the challenges that have come our way, going back to when everybody scattered and worked from home and, and we adapt and now we're bringing people back to the office. Um, I, I don't hear a lot of excuses and complaining. We're just figuring out new ways to keep moving forward. You know, as the advisor, when I'm working with a group of people like that every day, it's, it's easy to get caught up in that and, and want to bring the same effort every single day. We won't be forgetting 2020 anytime soon. So how do you keep yourself and your team motivated? I think, like I said, we, we got to the point where we figured, okay, it's a fork in the road. We can go one of two ways. Um, we can sit around and really dwell on the issues here. We all know what the challenges have been. We, we took a pause on writing commercial. Got it. Contact center's been struggling. They're swamped. Got it. We figured these things out right away. So... So what we do more than ever, Brad, is we focus on the things that are still in our control. And I think that's a big part of it. We don't waste a lot of energy on stuff that um, we don't have a lot of influence over. I, the, the issues that we're all dealing with this year in agencies, we all know what they are. But so does the senior management group. And I am confident that this group is going to get it right. And in the meantime... Um, the advisor gig, is, to me, is still the best thing going. So I'm going to continue to focus on the things that are in my control. December 15th, they're going to ask for a life number, as they should. We, we knew that wasn't going away. I, I could do a screenshot of my calendar for you right now. I've got 23 life review appointments booked for this week alone. Probably a record in all my years in terms of the most reviews ever. But what I'm finding in this new normal, there's some advantages to not having the traditional meetings where somebody drives across town to come meet with us. For me personally, the phone's been working well. I, I haven't been doing a lot of video conferencing, that type of thing. Um, maybe others are. What I've noticed is that with the phone appointments, you get right down to business. There, there's less kind of back and forth. And you know right away, and the client knows right away, if there's, if there's some next steps that we're going to need to take right away or if it's got to be put off. I, I think in the past, if somebody did drive across town, you, you almost felt obligated to fill the better part of an hour, right? And uh, to make sure that the drive was worth something. But so under this new normal, uh, my calendar is loaded. I, I think it's going to give us a good chance to finish 2020 strong and um, look for some positives this year. That is a full calendar, my friend. So let's get out of the office for a minute and talk about community involvement. What sorts of things are you doing in Whitehorse and what's the benefit? Um, another subject I could go on all day about, but I'll, I'll try to make this quicker. I think as the owner of an, a cooperator's agency, to me, that's one of the, 
um, it's a great platform to really make a difference in the community in a few different ways. So whether it's my time, I, I coach my son's novice hockey team. My son's seven years old, uh, sponsor the cooperators hockey team. And it's, it's kind of cool to hear the kids cheering cooperators after every period huddle and that type of thing. So whether it's the time or, or something specific, I would say we just use the community advisor fund this year in terms of a financial donation. And um, what an experience that was. Uh, we worked with a remarkable community center. They, they, they work with 1,800 families per year, providing uh, after-school services, dance classes, daycare, just it, the heart of Riverdale. It's an incredible organization in, in Whitehorse. I originally had the idea we were going to make a donation, and it was in the ballpark of about $2,500. And uh, uh, my brother, who's an advisor in Edmonton, actually gave me the idea. He said, you should explore the community advisor fund. And uh, I did, and I put forth an application. And um, sure enough, between the district, the Western region, and national, uh, everybody was able to um, match that donation. And uh, I, I was proud to deliver a check for $10,000. Uh, and this was right before the uh, uh, things really got crazy there towards mid to, to end March. And the lady who I'm proud to be associated with, she's a real leader in the community and, and um uh, certainly, I, I think we've uh, enhanced our relationship there this year. Uh, she looked at me and said, this is the best thing that's ever happened to us. And I got to tell you, I've always been proud to be a cooperator's advisor. And it's things like that. Um, I've been doing this for a number of years now. That was my first involvement. Part of me wants to kind of keep that under my hat and uh, make sure I still have access to that community fund going forward. But I would certainly say to to any advisors that are out there, you know, whether it's our time or uh, we're, we're fortunate to uh, make some resources available. I think we're in a, in a great position to do that, and um, we should do it as often as possible. That's a great story, Jeremy. This year, what's been the single greatest challenge and the single greatest opportunity? I, I think the, the biggest challenge we ran into is, is right when everything hit. So towards the end of March, early April, we're trying to figure out you know, what's the, what's the new way to navigate this? And we're, we're, we're a good size agency. We've got a fair number of households. There's a lot of home and auto traffic. And between Joanne, Geraldine, Carly, Cody, I, the, the work that's being done in here, um, we had to make an adjustment to make sure we weren't going to get swamped by that level of activity. Because as we know, the, the contact center is having a tough year, which, you know what, it's a, it's a unprecedented year. I'm going to give them a pass on this year. It, it is what it is. The contact center has been nothing but good for us in the years leading up. Um, I would happily make my key indicator report available to anyone that wanted to challenge that. The, the moment we went to the contact center full-time is when we started to see some explosive growth up here. So um, to the contact center, to Pierre, whoever's listening out there, I, I, I get it this year. As financial advisors, we give our, our clients advice to look at the long term. So why not compare it to the same approach? Over the long term, there's going to be a few rough years in there, right? They're not all going to be straight lines and whatnot. And, and I think um, I, I try to take that approach when looking at running my agency as a business. Uh, not every year is going to be a home run, and that's okay. And uh, I know the senior management group is going to get this sorted out. If, if I'm a new advisor listening to this call right now, I got to tell you this year is not the norm. This will be fixed. They're going to do something about this. And then before you know it, we're going to get back to the best opportunity going out there. To any A1 advisors that want to chat with me about, about this, um, I'm happy to share my experience. And, 
this isn't pie in the sky. I'm, I'm going off the numbers here. The system is wonderful. You, you look at how many industries are just under attack this year. And, and ours has been stress tested. And so far, we're coming through pretty good. So um, on, on that note, I'm pulling for the senior management group to keep moving us forward and doing the job and taking care of the golden goose because it allows me to focus on what the priorities are in the office, which is what I was brought here to do. So I'm, I'm trying to run this agency as, as effectively as I can. Uh, a couple of specifics, when we adjusted to the traffic, you know, home and auto requests, that type of thing back in the spring, there was about a month or so where it was like, you know, it, it was tough. We've had some rough days throughout this, but we adapted. We've come up with some new processes and, you know, I'm happy to report over the last couple few months, inbox is empty at the end of every day. Managing work lists are clear. My team is doing an amazing job and I couldn't be prouder of them. Before this interview, I talked to your DM, Nicole Juba, and she said you are one of the happiest and nicest people she knows. How do you keep that smile on your face when times are tough? You know, I, uh, Nicole is awesome, and I appreciate that. Um, I, I think if, uh, if anybody took a few seconds to study my key indicator report, they'd know why I'm such a happy guy up here these, these last few years. But um, honestly, all, all kidding aside, life is good. Um, Personally, professionally, I, I can't tell you how grateful I am for this White Horse Agency opportunity. Um, my good friend, Alan Miles, originally uh, talked to me about making the move. He was my past district manager, and I, I, I made the move up. And there were some pretty high expectations. And um, quite frankly, it's exceeded all of those expectations to begin with. So there's not a day that goes by I'm not uh, grateful for the opportunity here. So I... Um, I, I certainly would hate to, to uh, ever take that for granted. But I mean, personally, professionally, just, you know, things are in a good place. And I would say now more than ever, I'm really excited about the new direction we're headed in. And um, like I said earlier, my, my agency, we decided a few years ago that we would try to earn the reputation of a group of people that was going to get the job done, whatever the direction is, we're going to carry it out the best we can. And uh, we plan on continu continuing to do that. Um, but I got to tell you, I, I'm a lucky guy. I think it spills over my, my wife and kids. Um, you know, I just, it's, it's, I, I say all the time, every day is Christmas. I, I get out of bed, can't wait to hit things running. I mean, personally, everyone's happy and healthy and, and, uh, the agency is, is in great shape. So, um, man, I, yeah, it, I can't complain. It sounds like everything has come together for you, Jeremy. Any final thoughts or advice for your fellow advisors as we look to 2021? I think the biggest thing is continue to focus on the things that are in your control today in the agency. Uh, I think the bigger picture items, um, I believe there's a lot of good, smart, hardworking people working on this in Guelph and, and other places of the country. And I truly believe that. And that helps me focus on the, the, the current priority which right now specifically is the year-end push, of course. Just making sure that we're meeting with uh, enough of our life and, and wealth clients and giving good advice. And uh, I would say, you know, at this point in the year, we're halfway through September, there's still a lot of time to finish strong and pull a few positive things out of 2020 so that when we look back on this, we can hold our head up high in terms of the effort level we put into this year and uh, being able to accomplish a, a few special things in a tough year. There's still time to do that. For more tips from your fellow advisors, please subscribe to the Advisor Network Podcast. 
If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future podcasts, or just need someone to walk you through how to subscribe, please contact me at brad underscore scott at cooperators.ca.